0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, welcome in Wednesday morning, February 2nd, 2022. That is, if you're scoring at home, 2-2-2-2. Two,
2: two, two, two. also
1: what i'm wearing this morning <laughs> uh it's a uh, man <laughs> but here i am already starting to say something and then holding back <laughs> i'll tell you the joke i was gonna make just, oh,
3: okay. just wait 20 days
1: oh yeah and two, it's two twenty two twenty two
2: 22 At
3: 22 22 in the afternoon or yeah. early morning which it's, that's fun i might see
1: but you won't uh I hope you don't two twenty two G's.
2: Unless you're in Europe, then it's twenty two two twenty two. That's,
1: That's true. That's true.
2: That's
1: two. Right. Well, welcome in on a Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm trying to get through the pain I tried to avoid last night, but yet still welcomed into my heart with Nebraska basketball. Um, you know, I've started to, I, I, I started to have some level of mindfulness about the way that nebraska men's sports impact me impact me emotionally impact the way that I relate to those around me and it's it's been a good it's been a good thing to just have some self awareness of and I had done a good job guys for i you know i would say uh most of of January in just realizing okay, Jack, don't get yourself emotionally involved. In Nebraska men's basketball, okay, don't do it. You know how it ends, and all it does is put you through the ringer and make you a more unpleasant person. We know okay? we have
3: to work every with you.
1: single time. <laughs> every so
3: every, I, every morning after a game, you are so cranky.
1: And so I had to. And so I had to. You know, I, I, during the month of January, especially, I said, "Look, you know, if there's a game on, I'll watch it," but. If I've got something else uh, going on, I can sort of keep tabs on it. But we're just not going to get—we're not going to get emotionally invested in the thing. Just understand what will likely happen, and if there's somehow a good situation, right? That's just—that's uh, just gravy at that point. And I had done that well. I had done that well until last night. Until last night, when there was no other place to be, nothing else to do at nine o'clock p.m. Okay, I I was just home with my and and so of course I was I was watching the game and and it's against Michigan you know Michigan I don't know that it's quite Iowa or Wisconsin for me but it's just right up there in a very close tier one point two and and then they're ahead at halftime and things just and I know it's against my better judgment but and it was this battle between my head and my heart and. My heart was saying, but this looks different, Jack. This looks different, Jack's head. But what if? Well, Bryce? But what if? Wouldn't this be fun? You haven't had fun for so long with a Nebraska men's sporting event. You haven't really had that, hey, let's stay up and and, and just kind of celebrate and, and get on Twitter and, and gloat about winning. Wouldn't you like to do that? You'd like to do that? And I started to say, you know what? I would like to do that. I would like to do that. And Bryce is looking pretty good tonight. Okay, and things seem to be falling and you you thought it might happen at some point. Man, wouldn't this be great if this was the one? Fast forward to I don't know, ten fifteen. And I am okay. I am one hundred percent in, tweeting in all caps, screaming at the refs, full waking up my daughter, and then shortly thereafter, completely in full emotional devastation once again that I swore not to let myself be in the position that i would feel once again but somehow even despite my my mindfulness about the entire process i went down that path and i wake up this morning sad and a little embarrassed about my hysterics <laughs> on twitter last night once haven't, again
3: haven't i in my uh, very very uh, eloquently put uh, vernacular and from experience explained to you multiple times how unmet expectations can be
1: a big drag. Yeah, I know. I I don't listen. I believe that to be true. I understand that. My head understands it, and I had put that into practice in my own life successfully. Yep. Okay. I mean, there were. So you had a relapse. I had, you're right. That's a good way to put it. I had a relapse, <laughs> and maybe we need an intervention before the next game starts. Little recidivism okay? here. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be uh, sitting down. I'll be I'll be uh, driving around and I'll be turning on the game here on KLIN and then all of a sudden Caleb and Mark will pop up in the back of my car and say Jack, this is an intervention, okay? We're here. We need to talk about this. You'll put a little sign up in the back that says intervention.
3: <laughs> I wonder whether uh, we can buy uh, borrow a, a Ford pickup somewhere, you know, like a '60s blue pickup
1: (laughs) i know where we can but why do we want it exactly
3: that way we wouldn't we wouldn't have to pop up we'd be sitting right there
2: but jack northwestern is only 10 and 10 on the air
1: (sighs) is that who does who do they even play next is that who Nebraska plays next yes when saturday see uh, in lincoln or in lincoln See, and that's one of them where I'll be busy. I got stuff going on on Saturdays. So. At noon. Great. Again, back to my old way of doing this. You're seeing uh, an event Saturday night, Not right? this Saturday. Next Saturday. Oh, okay. Now, I'll be at the, I'll be at old, old 1000 South 70th Street watching the, watching the best uh, high school team in the state come visit. So
4: <laughs> <just read out.
1: laughs> that's a
4: different kind of, of that situation.
1: <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, that's Bellevue West, by the way.
3: By the way, not to change the subject. So no, you I'm, should I'm, please. I'm, do. I'm going to stay sort of in the that's the subject. Fine. I'm fine with. Did you me. know that the first Wednesday of February is actually National Girls and Women in Sports Day? I didn't. It is, did. and,
1: and and you know what? For once, for once in a month, the the men's basketball team took the women off my open to my show when we were talking about Husker basketball, and and they did win. But not in the not in the way we've come to know and love this team. Boy, by it did it not look good! Blitzing the other team with constant baskets, it got ugly up. But they still found a way to do it, right. and uh, hey, it, and that's a win. Win. it yeah. was a win. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was a win. So
2: and Alexis Markowski ends up with 16 points and 15 rebounds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How many threes? Zero, actually. Really. Yeah, if miss, she missed miss several, all four,
2: all four attempts, I believe. Yeah, she had. down
1: to like sixty five percent on the year or something like that. Sad, it's very sad. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they got they got the win. That was good to see. I, yeah, they were a little rusty, but uh, glad they got away with the win and uh, and they move on as well. But you know, look, we turn the page now. Caleb and I have the uh, live stream up of Puxtoni Phil. In Gobbler's Knob, going right now. They're that is the weirdest rave happening this <laughs> morning. Just, it, it looks like they're doing jazzercise on the stage, and people are wearing gopher hands, and it's a bunch of guys in, like, ascots and, and bow ties. and they, they,
3: it, wear, they wear tuxes and yeah, top hats. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, the, uh, it's the Groundhog yeah, uh,
2: Committee. It's, it's Burning Man for the snow. <laughs> it doesn't look too
1: terribly cold there this morning, though. It looks, pre- I mean, they got some looks like some snow on the ground, but it looks pretty actually well, nice
3: there. They're about to get dumped on. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> um, there are a lot of people who come to that, and it, it got me thinking. You know, you'll, you you see the major events on television where huge grou- crowds gather for. Are there any of them you'd actually like to go to? Uh, and like okay, for instance, like I watch New Year's Eve on Times Square. That that has got to be the I cannot imagine what is fun or rewarding about going to that. First of all, have you ever tried to find a bathroom in New York City on a non-New Year's Eve time? No. Number
2: one, have you talked with people that have gone to that? No, I have. Is it terrible? They say it's miserable because <laughs> it looks miserable because you there's be, no mystery well, then. You bring up the bathroom thing. No, you cannot leave. To go to the bathroom. Right. You are standing there in your own bathroom. So it's not like you're sitting there,
1: you know, tailgating oh, okay. the entire time because did you, did you hear what he just said? What's that? You're standing there in your own bathroom.
2: Oh, <laughs> that means what that what you yes. think that means. Yeah,
1: okay. I d I don't it doesn't take a whole lot of mental gymnastics to figure just it out. Just letting you know. You imagine how cold that'd be.
2: Everyone that I know that has that has gone to that says they're glad they've had that experience once, but they would have also been okay not having that experience. Right. Or this
1: uh, this, this Gobbler's Knob thing. They're just packed in there completely tight. It looks cold. The show does not, I mean, it looks goofy and a little funny, but uh, again, it's, uh, Macy's, thing, Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade, too, is a... Uh, Is another one. That thing is so made for TV now. Yeah. I mean that they have the stage that they go up and they all perform on and everything is so obviously lip-synced. That of the three, I think that's the one I'm choosing. But Uh, I'm picking a different one totally. What's
3: that? A Capital Fourth. The one. Okay. uh, The the big concert on the mall.
1: That'd be all right.
3: You know. That'd be all right. Or the one in uh, in Boston Commons. You know the Boston. pops orchestra that does right.
1: that okay so maybe some events maybe i'm not being a complete scrooge here just because i'm in a bad mood this morning but anyway they haven't <laughs> they haven't taken the and, and here's the thing when i was a kid before i actually watched what happens in with pucks phil uh in gobblers knob i always thought when they did this i thought they actually had a a groundhog coming out of a hole and they watched to see what it did like, I thought that's what this whole thing was. And then the very first time I saw it, I think we watched it in school live or taped mm-hmm. or something. I was like, what, you mean they just take him out of a thing and they tell you what happened?
3: Yep. That's it? They have the procl- like, <laughs> proclamation already ready.
1: I thought this was like a
2: live action, let's see what happens type deal. No, this is very farmer's almanac with uh a little bit of theatrics but i i i i, I, I was so,
1: i was like well this is crummy when i was a kid i wanted i was there for the drama i had no idea that that's how it worked but nonetheless it looks like they're getting ready i don't know they got about uh 50 uh white dudes standing up there in their tuxes and the crowd's going nuts and he's got a, a Thing that he's going to open, which I think has, so. I'll let you know. And the other thing about this is, normally this time of 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 year, Groundhog's Day comes, and I am desperate for some good news about spring. I am aching for spring to get here. You guys know this. I talk about it every year, and I hope. I'm not, and I just want a little. And so there's a part of me that really wants them to say, "Hey, uh, you know, he didn't see a shadow." This, even though I know it doesn't mean anything, but for some reason that gives me some mental solace. Uh, this year I don't care because uh, it's been spring all winter. By the way, Gobbler's Knob
3: right now is 24 degrees. Wind chill is 22. It is cloudy. It's going to be tough to see a shadow when it's cloudy. And they're expecting. But it doesn't matter because they
1: don't do it. They just and, decide.
3: And they're expecting up to a half inch of ice later
1: today. Well, it's it's 10 degrees warmer there than it is here. 13 right now feels like. One below, but don't despair. It's going to be 52 on Saturday. It's going to be 51 on Monday. It's going to be and a wind be... chill. Wind chill advisory tonight. Whatever. Quit. Quit focusing on the present, Mark. Nobody wants. Nobody cares about the present. I'm focused on the future. I'm midnight focused on midnight the future. tonight till 11 tomorrow. One <laughs> chills to 20 below. Mark and I are having competing weather forecasts. Mark <laughs> for the next 48 hours. Me for the next five days. 52 Saturday, 51 Monday, 60 Tuesday, 55 Wednesday, 56 Thursday, 55 Friday, and I'm not having the global warming people shame me on this. I don't care. Unless I, I I mean, I care about global warming i don't i don't think this is i don't think this is the difference between happening and not happening so no. or the no. results and, of and
3: unless you're really I, I don't get excited about your extended forecast unless there's a cargo shorts alert oh
1: if this holds we got to give it a now a day or two to see how the models continue oh, to develop. Yeah, not too sure but right, i'll tell you it. what if this holds if this holds we could have our first ever week long week long february And and this is with a populace who already is conditioned to this, who hasn't even put him away. It could be something that is completely unprecedented in this city. I see he's wearing shorts. I like that. Mm. (laughs) All right, I suppose. Wow, we went all the way to 623. Oh, well, there wasn't any real news anywhere, was there? I mean, no offense.
3: Just the windchill advisory that goes into effect at midnight tonight till 11 tomorrow morning. Big deal. No, nobody can. <laughs> I mean, I hope everybody's safe out there, but it's short-term. Very short-term. Oh, uh, Just checking. Punxsutawney Phil, if he sees his shadow, the Huskers' men's probably won't win again.
2: Oh, that's... Yeah, well. Okay, they're about to
1: do it. I'm going to see what happens with this.
3: By the way, on the show sheet, yeah. you'll notice I have a recipe there for <laughs> groundhog stew. You're welcome to. You, uh, uh, you, it's it's woodchuck stew with garden vegetables.
1: Can I make it in my Instapot? Sure. Okay. ForgerChef.com. Hey, it no, doesn't really matter. If I can make it my Instapot, I'll probably try it. 624, we'll take a break. It's LNK today. we've got sports next. Yay! Fricosee, sports!
3: Ricosy, then. <laughs> dog. Ugh. KLIN. Get today's
0: top news in sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today.
1: Big shout-out, shout-out, shout-out to uh, longtime listener Julie. She uh, texted us and uh, let us know, since the Groundhog Day weird thing is over, in Gobblers Knob, that we have some, uh, we have some Olympics on this morning. Is this uh, we got, we got curling on? Is this a uh, actual? Does this count? Is yeah, this, this is, an actual uh, thing. A
2: round robin mixed doubles. And
1: and uh, Julie knows well enough to know that uh, Caleb and I, if we can watch live sports during the morning show, which we rarely can, we got a few golf events. Um, When Wimbledon is going on, you get a little bit of this. We
2: had Southeast Asian baseball. We had Southeast
1: Asian baseball during the pandemic, which is still... That was the best because there were no sports anywhere, but we did have that. Oh, uh, no, no, but
2: like you, but oh. we, uh
1: But there's apparently curling on this morning, and... and uh, <laughs> but I don't think it's on, like... You have to have Peacock to watch this. For, uh, I mean, thanks a lot, Olympics. We're right. finally on, and you, we got to... But uh, Caleb got us hooked up with a free one-week subscription to Peacock, and we are now watching let U.S. versus Australia. In, and uh, spoiler alert if you're planning to watch this tonight, so turn down your radio for the next five seconds. At the end of the fourth, the Aussies are beating the U.S. in, what is this, mixed curling?
2: Um, that's not at all the way that you do that. They're beating
1: them 2-1 to one in the end of the fourth. What? Top of the fifth coming up. Uh, batting lineup should be uh, posted here soon.
2: That's not what it is. This is the fourth end, it's not the end of the fourth. Oh well it says
1: okay. Are we but we're still losing, right?
2: Yes, down two one.
1: To the Australians? I mean this does With, not bode well. <laughs> I feel like if it was the Canadians, if it was Finland or something Australia? They didn't get ice in Australia.
2: I don't know. This isn't this isn't the, the, the men's curling where it's our beer league dudes. Yeah, th- yes. Is this women's or mixed? This is mixed. This is mixed.
1: Yeah. Okay. See, so like probably like husband and wife teams and stuff. Get in there. Get in there. Oh, wait. Is that us or them? They're wearing blue. I assume uh, we Yeah, we're yellow.
2: We're yellow. Okay, uh, yeah.
1: Go America. This is a patriotic moment. Oh, that guy's got a... Uh, Ponytail, he's, he's man a little, thing he's got like, a like you. Bun coming out. I got to be ass, careful. I was going to say something about it. And I'm like, whoops. Whoa, <laughs> easy now. Weird. Whoa, <laughs>
2: mixed company here. Have some American pride, sir. Oh, those are cool on everyone. Jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looks great on you though. Hey. <laughs> that's that's a nice hat. Would you get a bowl of soup with it? Looks good on you though. Okay. Well, we'll keep. Tabs on that, but we need to do our sound off, Caleb. We need to do our sound off, and I need to get ready for it since I've been watching curling. So let's get started with that. Um, And we've been kind of connecting these two now. Interesting that we're watching the Olympics because so much talk about whether this uh, potential Russian aggression on the on Ukraine not the Ukraine Ukraine is going to be uh happening while the Olympics happen as is as has happened in the past uh meanwhile Ukraine is I saw some pictures from Ukraine Caleb it looked like um, a bunch of uh like youngish women in what would otherwise you would see the picture you're like oh it looks like they're getting ready for like an exercise class like a uh-huh. like a jazzercise class or Something like that, or
2: like the start of the Punxsutawney Phil thing. But yeah, but instead they all had
1: they all had like I don't know what kind of guns they were, but they all had guns. Oh, and they were like all getting I mean ready to go. I mean that's what it is right now preparing the entire country preparing for what could happen.
5: Russia spends about ten times what Ukraine does on its military, three times the number of tanks, four times the number of men. So on paper, it looks pretty bad for Ukraine. They're going to need a lot of help. They've gotten more than two and a half billion dollars in military aid from the U.S. over the past eight years, and more aid is coming in. But you do see a lot of Ukrainians now doing what they can to try to train themselves for a potentially upcoming major war. A lot of former soldiers are in on the training. What was once a hobby has for some become a real big business. A lot of people taking the training are young men who've grown up in a completely independent Ukraine. Many say they see the hundred thousand Russian troops along Ukraine's border as a real threat of life Jeez. or death.
1: All right, so that's where they are right now with uh, with all of that. But yeah, it's it. I mean, I, that picture, that single picture was one that really kind of hit. Oh like, my goodness, this is. Uh, Obviously, I mean, not that it wasn't real, but boy, to have to to be ready for, you know, like that with just everyone getting ready for the potential of a a foreign aggressor. Um, And it it kind of brings it home in a different way than it has in the past. Um, Moving on back here to the United States. Pfizer has uh, gone ahead and submitted its application for authorization for its
4: younger kids. Vaccines. Pfizer has made its official request for extra low doses of its COVID vaccine for children under five years of age. That would make about 19 million more Americans eligible for vaccinations. The Food and Drug Administration, which would recommend the shots, apparently urged Pfizer to apply earlier than it intended to. The dosage would be one tenth the regular amount for the younger kids. The FDA would have to decide on the number of shots needed. Studies have shown two shots could protect babies, while those approaching school age may need a third low-dose shot. If the FDA recommends it, the CDC must give final approval. Grinnell Scott, Fox right. News. So, I, I mean, we
1: will kind of be at that point that I've talked about for months now where everyone can kind of take their take they and their family's well-being into their own hands um, in how, whatever way that they want to. OK, right. You can you can uh, you can double down or not double down on the vaccine at this point, And it will take a portion, a, a portion, a large portion out of the well, other other people are making the decision for me. And, and hopefully that makes the whole conversation and the whole process of it more tolerable over the course of the coming months as cases hopefully continue to go down locally and nationally. Uh, all right. Moving on out of this, you've been following what's going on uh, over the pond with the British government and Boris Johnson he's under he's in some real hot water because he kept going to like parties like bring your own beer or whatever they're drinking in London bring your own beer parties during lockdowns in the UK and he's under some Pretty significant heat for
6: this. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has apologized amid the Partygate scandal, saying, quote, We must look ourselves in the mirror and we must learn. The partial findings of a report by senior civil servant Sue Gray investigated the parties held at Downing Street during the pandemic lockdowns. The report looks at four parties. Police are conducting a separate criminal investigation into 12 other events, including an alleged ABBA-themed party at Johnson's apartment. Gray criticized the office for, quote, excessive alcohol consumption and called the events a serious failure. Prime Minister Boris Johnson faces increasing calls to step down. In Wait. London, Alex Hogan, Fox News. Boris
2: Johnson getting hammered to Dancing Queen. Is that what well, they just described? a pandemic or not
1: he should be under? He's for having an ABBA-themed party. Yeah, I get it. They made a comeback this year, but Boris, come on. By the way, they defeated, I'm not sure if he knows this, but they defeated uh, uh, Great Britain and Eurovision that year. And... I don't know. That's like that's like me having a big Iowa football party, in my opinion. Oh my gosh! If there, how somebody didn't sneak a cell phone into that thing? (laughs) When when Boris Johnson got going on Dancing Queen. Oh (laughs) jeez.
0: An
2: Abba themed party?
1: Seriously? (sighs) All right.
2: (laughs) There wasn't anyone else they could have thought of to.
1: What uh, what about uh, like uh, what's the what's the big uh, One Direction isn't that what's big over there or was big over there? I don't know who's being it. Uh,
2: There's a bunch of British bands they got on with. I've been watching so much of that Beatles
1: documentary, uh, and I just finished it. By the way, uh-huh. I just finished it, and I'm kind of sad because it was so good. I recommend watching it uh, on Disney Plus if you have Disney Plus, or just sign up for a free trial like Caleb <laughs> did with this, so we could watch curling. <laughs> that's uh, really good. But now I go around my house and I talk to Jordan
2: Lennon every once in a oh hey Yoko, how are you doing? Pretty now good, after uh, the fourth end, it's tied good. at two to two. We tied it up on on two two. Nice way to fight back, 26. America. Way to fight back. I America. wanted to pay attention to a copy of your clips, but they were just throwing rockets. Well Which you, is what I would do. You, like you know how there's there's a lot of times where it's like finesse. You you just tried to knock them, you mean? They they were were just, yeah. It was like like a lot of what I do for shuffleboard. I was going to say, a bar shuffleboard. I all of those out.
1: That bar shuffleboard (laughs) game is probably the best sort of uh, layman's experience doing something like this as well. Uh, Well, you might want to. It didn't
2: feel appropriate to say the United States was throwing up rockets while you were talking about the Ukraine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Good idea. Well, you might want to skip this one, too, then. You're about the Whoopi Goldberg thing? Oh, yeah. I know you're a big The View watcher, so this is going to... I'm a viewie. <laughs> is that what they call them? A viewer? Maybe <laughs> yeah, a viewer is what they would go, I would think, but... Nonetheless,
4: ABC suspending Whoopi Goldberg, effective immediately after her apology failed to calm the outrage. Now, ABC News president Kim Godwin tweeting that, while Whoopi has apologized, she's asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. Now, the saga began when The View co-host was discussing a Tennessee school district banning the graphic novel Mouse, which is about the Holocaust.
6: The Holocaust isn't about race. It's about man's inhumanity to man.
4: Now, the next day, Goldberg seemingly apologized and expressed regret over her comments. But the CEO and national director of the Anti-Defamation League is encouraging the television host to use the suspension to educate herself on the genocide.
1: So, uh, I'm sure you really want me to break this whole thing down. I I, I mean, I'm not. I think a lot of people probably think that because of the way we conceive of race now in 2022, Uh Um, you know. Whiteness versus blackness, but based on skin color, essentially. But it was, I mean, then it was definitely had something to do with. It's just not the way that we think of of race in you know America in twenty twenty
4: two.
1: It was, it was that. In fact, you know, there there are a couple there are stories out there that even it wasn't even necessarily about it wasn't even about religion that you had non practice people not practicing Judaism. You had Catholic sects within people who were. Who were actually Jewish by, by race, by by ethnicity? That were part of you know part of the people who lost their lives uh, through the Holocaust. So, you know, um, it, all in all, maybe just a good a good time to understand that a little bit better, understand history a little bit better with that whole thing. But I don't really watch The View, so I'm not gonna not gonna probably. Who's even on The View anymore? Whoopi and. Uh was it, wasn't Sharon Osbourne on there
2: for, for a bit? Uh, there was another one that was like
1: The View oh, okay. that had Sharon Osbourne and the daughter from Roseanne, or the Connors now, and, like, Leah Remini, I think. The, the View. Who's Is Barbara this? Walters still on The View? Barbara Walters was on it for a while. Star Jones. I think that those two might have been off it for 20 years. It's possible. <laughs> Elizabeth Hasselbeck. She was on it for a while, then didn't she go to Fox? Oh, they had, uh, what's her name? McCain. McCain. McCain's daughter. Megan McCain. I think she left, too, though. Yeah, there's The Talk, and there's The View. They're very similar shows, but they have... Actually, The Talk, I can name more of, the, more of the hosts of. Are you looking it up for me?
2: I was trying to. I don't recognize any of these people. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's totally fine. Good. That's... This is this is what everyone tuned in to listen to. Whether or not we knew the hosts of the view. How about this? The
1: Washington football team new name got leaked. Did you see this?
2: I did. I talked about it in sports. Oh.
1: <laughs> A little leg on my face there. <laughs> um <laughs>
2: It's been more than a year and a half since the Washington football team retired their decades-old nickname, responding to criticism over its derogatory nature. After two seasons with the temporary tag, the NFL franchise is set to reveal their new nickname today, though one of their all-time greats,
1: Joe
4: Theismann, may have accidentally let it slip to CBS Sports Radio this week. The Commanders
7: is a a name that you know, it's going to be a hopefully one that people will talk about going forward. The
2: Washington Commanders was considered a front runner for the new name, along with the Red Tails, the Admirals, and the Red Hogs. We do know that one fan favorite was ruled out: the Red Hawks, due to trademark and licensing snags. The new name will be revealed this morning on NBC's Today. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Okay, liter-
1: of the choices that they had, keeping football team Red Hawks, which had a really cool military tie-in, like specific historical one. Hogs, which it should have been.
2: Hors- been. Yeah, Red should have
1: been. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and admirals, which also sounds uh, cooler
2: and more unique. They went. Well, with red, the, red tails was the one I think you were talking about with the. Yeah, red circle. tails. Okay. Yeah. I
1: didn't like red hawks, but red tails. Yes, yeah. the red tails had that. Admirals, even I thought was kind of cool and unique. For a while, they're talking about presidents, I didn't even mind that. Commanders is the ugh, so bad at naming teams now. How would you now go with the hogs? I think like, honestly. How would you not go the, with the Hogs?
2: No, no offense to our coworker in Drive Time Lincoln, but Commander's was the worst option that they had.
1: Right. And he may have a potential lawsuit situation here? Going there?
2: We're going to make some money, hey,
1: Lincoln. Hey, Dan Snyder, keep an eye on your mailbox. <laughs> Oh, I want to do one, do but I don't want to go over time. Man, sometimes there's just not enough time in the show. I want to do this one, though, so I'm doing it.
6: Domino's has started tipping carryout customers oh, yeah. $3. The company saying in a statement, the move comes amid a shortage of delivery drivers. The promotion for carryout customers who order online runs through May 22nd. Once you claim the code online, the company will send you an email with it. The discount promo code is redeemable to use on another carryout order the following week. With a minimum $5 purchase before tax. Monica DeLuca, Fox News.
7: Well, that sounds
1: convenient to use. Is there any company in America, in corporate America right now, more desperate with their promotions than Domino's?
2: Didn't they buy a bunch of gift cards for... They
1: did that thing. For a while, they're offering pizza insurance. Like if your pizza oh, came, and yeah, it was it like, like dropped. It, it or was something. dropped it or something. It like that's is that ever really a problem? They've been they, for a while. They did all these commercials that they were like, you know what, our pizza's been bad for a lot of years. We recognize that now, and now it all changes.
4: <laughs>
1: all right, six fifty four. I'll save some time with Officer Chad. I don't want to go over, but I totally am. We're gonna take a break. Six fifty four. K L I N. They done it, and now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on L N K today. Bad boys, bad. I kid you not, Officer Chad, he's sitting there chomping at the bit during that last segment. Mics go off, and he just goes down the entire roster of The View. <laughs> Point by point, in alphabetical order, complete with demographic information. That wasn't alphabetical. It wasn't on purpose. It was alphabetical. <laughs> <That's>
8: Sorry.
4: Amazing.
1: <laughs> amazing. So we've got a, a view stand here. A our wealth midst. of useless knowledge. <laughs>
4: that's all it was.
1: That, that's very good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's let's jump right into Crime Stoppers today because I've gotten a bad habit. I so? I have so much fun talking to you. And then Caleb gets mad at me, and we're you know. But I,
8: oh. I love the dirty looks he gives you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm so glad you that. <laughs> I am so glad you said that. I get that every day. And oh, I ever, I, I Those re- build up and they have an impact on you. I would imagine every once in a while you deserve it, though. <laughs> Between that and when I loaded the dishwasher incorrectly at home, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I'm not
8: touching that one because I get it too. All
1: right, what are we working on this Uh, week? We're going to talk about forged.
8: Uh, The victim in this case had the checkbook stolen, and of course, a bunch of checks were forged. Money withdrawn from their checking account. Uh, We got some pictures of not just the suspect on this, but also their vehicle. It's a black Dodge Avenger with in transits in the lower right front corner of the windshield. Which leads us into Dodge Avenger, um, kind of a similar case. Victim in this this case had their window broken out while they were at Good Life Fitless. Purse was taken, credit card used at Walmart, 87th and Highway 2. Again, we have some pictures of the suspect and their vehicle, a black Dodge Avenger with an transit in the lower right front corner of the windshield. So. Um, Pretty obvious; these two are connected, and we'd like to find this person and, and get them taken care of.
1: All right, very good. Um, by the way, good credit to Dodge. Uh, not a <laughs> the, the name Avenger. That's a, uh, much better than the b- commander. <laughs> that, that's true. Ooh, the, the Washington. Uh, yeah, the Washington Avengers. Avengers I, well,
2: probably get sued by Marvel. I was just going to no, say capital- uh, capitalize on what Marvel has going on right now.
8: Well, what if you make it a lowercase a and then a, a larger V for victory? Ooh, You can see do something? Yeah, that's that's right. not. I don't know.
1: I just thought the think outside it. the box. Yeah, that's
8: all I got. I like
1: the red tails. That was. I like the red tails. And I like the hogs, but they're not. They're not going with those. I I do agree.
8: The red tails would have had a great connotation to history. That would have been amazing. Yep.
1: Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, how
8: can people help out with uh, what you're working on right now? Uh, you can get a hold of us at LincolnCrimeStoppers.com or 475-3600.
1: Hey, has the uh, has the whole team, the force, enjoyed uh, not getting a whole lot of winter weather this year? <laughs> <laughs>
8: Absolutely, but I think
1: that's going to change
8: today. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be two
1: days. Look at next week. Look at next week. Uh, 51, 59, 55, 56,
8: 55. Sure, we got to get through the next three or four days because, good Lord, it was cold this morning well, when I walked in. The... Did you see
2: your shadow when you got up this morning? I uh, know, it was pretty dark out. <laughs> I uh, did,
8: do they even have a groundhog to see the shadow? I yeah. saw one of them passed away. Well, uh, oh, uh, yeah, that was, that was the Unadilla Oh, sorry.
1: They replaced him with someone else, but yeah. By the way, I, my email to the chief about getting those shorts for you guys, short shorts, Reno 911 style, still pending, but I'll let you know. I, you know, sometimes you got to move like
8: a cheetah. It's a law enforcement cheetah. <laughs> Thank you. 7 o'clock, and Lincoln, from traffic. <laughs>
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Ella and Kate today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping
1: yours. Well, the bad news is that I have spent such little time on Facebook and they change it every week that I apparently have lost the ability or the know-how to do a scheduled post or even a post at all uh, to ask people that I do every week and I have for years. Yep. Um, and I, I couldn't, Caleb apparently even told me, and I missed that too, that I didn't do it. So that's the bad news. Um, you can still call, you can text in on the Rick Stein recognition to hotline and text line. Good news is maybe this will tamp down some of the talk at the coffee shops and taverns and, uh, lunch spots in town about that day I slept in and this will replace it. That's my hope. Because, as I uh, heard, that was the buzz around the community that I slept in one day, okay sometimes uh, I make mistakes and and maybe this time that can replace all of the sleeping in talk that'd be that'd be something I'd be happy about but nonetheless, call in text in uh, we will uh, share your what chapter I had Wednesday thoughts it is that segment where you can get it off your chest so those little things that drive you nuts and you want to whine about to your friends and family and co-workers and people on the street and it's just an unpleasant experience for all of them well it's not here you get it off your chest oftentimes we relate we find commonalities we celebrate our frustrations those little dumb things if you get it you get it all right 402-479-1400 uh recognition hotline and text line oh we got we got the normal starting lineup today that Paul, batting lead off because of his high on base percentage. Good morning, That Paul. How are you doing today?
4: Just want to say you got to be careful what you wish for, Jack, because you want callers? you got callers, baby! <laughs> now, what's trapping my hide? Instant gratification. First, I need to be clear. I'm all behind instant cocoa, instant potatoes, even instant coffee. Even though I don't drink coffee. I mean, come on. Do you really want to confront a caffeinated bat ball first thing in the morning? <laughs> Fair point. So, no. I'm not some kind of anti-instanter. <laughs> but have you seen the latest? Instant No scratch. <laughs> Apparently, if you have that gambling itch, but don't want to take the time of scratching the cardboard ticket, and then reading it to see if you have a winning combination. Well, they got your back, Jack. Instant no scratch. You just go up to the counter, give them your money, and they print out a ticket that instantly tells you if you've won or lost. Really? Are we that lazy that we can't take the time to scratch a ticket anymore. Uh, It's about as bad as the game my big brother made me play when we were kids. Anytime I had some cash, hey, that, Paul. Double or nothing, you can't guess the number I'm thinking of. (laughs) And he was right. I never could. As if my freshman year in high school wasn't bad enough. I gotta go. Hey, Paul,
3: before you go. Or is he gone? He's gone. Did, did, well, uh, why? I hope he's listening. Well, Stephen uh, just texted us uh, uh, requesting that we ask tell Paul that if he'd stop wearing skinny jeans, he could talk uh, normal.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's probably better that that. Uh, <laughs> listen, I I know I know that Paul Paul has become a polarizing part of uh, of what chapter I had Wednesday, but I still stand in his corner. Good content. Sorry, not sorry. All right, back to the phones. And uh, Debbie is next. Good morning, Debbie.
4: I like that, Paul. <laughs> good,
1: good. <laughs> Caleb, we ought to take Debbie and that Paul out to lunch sometime. Now no, that, that would be an experience. That yeah, that'd be amazing.
4: Well,
6: I have because last week I heard you say
4: that you went and opened up that Ziploc bag that I left with Re- and had no problem. Now I want to know if Mark observed that you did. because I. He yeah, did. You, he, you, you seriously got it open without any problem. I find that so hard to believe. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, he, I did. he did. He did. Debbie, sorry. I'm a very strong, I'm an abnormally strong man. I'd just like to point that out. Yeah, that, that probably shouldn't mean anything for your point. I don't. I don't.
3: Well, no, Debbie, he, he looked at that bag and says,
1: Open. Says me, and it opened. <laughs>
6: okay. All right, well, I got other bags for you this week.
1: <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna show up to my mailbox tomorrow. There's gonna be a bag stapled shut. Try this, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
6: Now, how about those bags when you get fruit or vegetables at the
4: grocery store? Oh, yes. Okay, now those you can't get those things open. You have a mask on, but you gotta lick your fingers in order to open that bag. Those are worse than the Ziploc.
1: I will try all and then they're sort of square shaped, so it's not that you see you have two sides to guess from. There's four sides that you're trying to open. Uh, I am with you. Oh. I am with okay. you on that one. All right. We found right. see? It's all about common ground. Thank you, Debbie. That's right. Have a good okay, week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get some what chaps Your hide Wednesday. Uh Sarah says, uh this chaps my hide the story on KOK on channel eight about restaurant workers not being tipped and verbally abused by patrons that will not uh that will not wear a mask to enter your establishment this is just rude putting on a mask is so easy why are people making such a stink about it it's not like you're asking to give a kidney seriously it's freaking temporary thing yes it's an inconvenience to being a healthcare worker i don't like it either but please do the right thing for your fellow man people are so selfish uh, right now, uh, Jeremy texts in and said all the quote taverns are buzzing with Jack Mitchell talk. I don't, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Scott Amali says his chap segment is essentially that Officer Chad's segments are not long enough. That's that's, pr- that's mainly my fault because I had to get that Domino's Pizza clip at the end. Yeah, that's Jack's fault. That's my fault. I agree, I, I agree with you saying he is very good. In uh, in all seriousness um and i'm not p- patting myself on the back because I think he does a great job with it. It has been one of the most interesting and like helpful conver we should do this with more professions by the way uh, okay but we put, but we should do this with more professions where we bring them and we just ask all the questions we've got about their their profession uh, i think that's i think that's fascinating, but I've appreciated kind of the window the honest window um that chad's given to l p d and I, you know I think I've been a a uh, Really staunch supporter of of LPD over the years here on this show. Specifically, the way um, the way the men and women who are part of uh, Lincoln Police, you know, generally compose themselves, the strategies that have had, the leadership that uh, that they've had over the years, and so uh, I appreciate getting that chance. So I'll take that as a compliment ish. Chap submission. Joseph says people who lick their finger to open bags are flip through papers. That's the one thing I will say, on <laughs> Debbie. I get it with the fruit bags, the produce bags. I do not lick my fingers. Does that help? Oh, yeah. To me, all it seems like on that kind of a bag would make nope. it more slick.
3: Nope. It. That's the only way you can get them open.
1: A lot of times. I've got that issue. So I've got that issue with those kinds of bags, the small like bathroom garbage bags, uh, or or the big black like leaf bags as well. Some of those, I, I swear there's not an opening on it. I will go 10 minutes on every side, try over and over again, and then there's nothing. And then the third kind of bag where that's the situation, the grocery stores have gotten better at their plastic bags that you you know you load groceries in and the little little thing that it oh, hangs suit, on, and you pull one off and it yeah. pops the next one right out. But heaven forbid, if that next one doesn't pop out oh, good, yeah, good. and you're in self-checkout, Good luck. you might as well you might as well get comfortable for a while because you are not getting that thing. Maybe it's a message that you should be using a paper bag instead. I'm not sure Steven says i rub the uh, rub the bags together between my hands to create friction, and that helps to open it very good helpful very
3: helpful yeah, but that'll you know too much friction'll chap your hide. Yeah,
1: yes. Um, chaps for Midtown Dave, Class B, C, and D high schools who voted down the Class A basketball shot clock proposal that would have only affected Class A. Amen! Yes. Amen. Yeah. Oh, Caleb, now? Oh, you can't. This is
2: about you. This is about you and your. your... Wait a minute. Why are you coming I mean, at this me? Is for this is about you. I,
1: I don't know if you're at the classes I said. Class a, B, C, and D high schools voted down Class A.
2: Yeah, and there were also a number of B, C, and D schools that voted for it.
1: <sighs> there I was, I just weren't enough. I was, I've always wanted to see a shot clock in high school basketball. And I thought my son's senior year of basketball was going to be the first year that they did it. It was going to be so nice. And that was going to be the year I was going to be most invested in it. And now, thanks to uh, the classes that wouldn't even be impacted by it, not a thing. Very sad. Very sad. Uh, all right, what else do we have? Did I miss any of them, guys? Man, the not having the Facebook thing was not a good thing. For me. Jason
3: uh, said, the Whoopi Goldberg thing brings to light something we should ask ourselves every day: Who is it we cannot criticize? Now you know who owns us.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, <laughs> what? Oh, hold on. What? What do you think that? I'm trying to yeah, I'm not, exactly I'm... understand what he's saying there. Who is we? Who is it we cannot? Criticize, uh, like I, 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 think I, I know. I, I think I know what he's saying, but um,
3: oh, yeah. I, I think I know too. But um, could go, that answer could go a couple of different ways.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: And Julie doesn't like. Well, yeah, she does like early risers.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a chapter high That was us talking about curling being on as well. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, one more that I've got that I uh, hit at the beginning of the show, what chaps my hide that even when I try and be as mindful about it as possible, when I am self-aware, when I know the consequences, I can't control myself getting emotionally involved in Nebraska men's basketball, despite every effort to the contrary, despite trying to replace that emotion with other Husker teams. Right. Uh, Despite trying to just tell myself the route over and over again, just take a deep breath, understand this could wreck you emotionally. It just last night, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And I went to it's like you said, Mark, I relapsed. I relapsed right well, you're, into it last year. You're, you're like
3: a hopeless romantic in your uh, relationship with the Husker men's basketball.
1: It's more like sort of an uh, uh, emotionally unstable, <laughs>
5: wildly emotionally <laughs> needs therapy
3: type situation. You have emotional
1: I needs? Oh, yes. uh, I'm surprised <laughs> at that. I very much do. I very much do. And then the other chaps that I've got, since uh, I didn't put the Facebook up, I guess I get to just say what I want here. The other thing is, okay, now we've gotten this thing that every time I'm getting... It used to be, Mark, and you know this well, you've been in here with me for years, whenever it got to this time of year, I whined about the weather on the show every day. I whined about it every day, and people are like, Jack, Jack, it's Lincoln, it's winter, what do you expect? Senator Deb Deb Fisher once weather shamed me on the air for complaining about the cold weather. So what happens? What happens? It's a, it's a mild winter, okay? Not much snow. It was a really bad winter last year, especially this time of year. This year, I'm happy. I'm being positive. I'm not whining or feeling sorry for myself. And I've got people who are uh, upset at me now because I'm cheering on the deleterious effects of global warming. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. My- well, I don't, I don't, don't want to get into that, but I just... I. I
4: It being...
3: Well, let's put it this way. The last time you tried to escape winter here, you went to Arizona and it was warmer here those days. I
2: know it was.
1: (laughs) I I know. And there's probably some people in Arizona right now who are from Lincoln who are looking at that forecast next week and saying, are you kidding me? Kidding me? Could have been doing this poolside in Lincoln. Instead, paid a whole bunch of money to come down here. All right, there you go. Sorry about the Facebook post. I'll figure out Facebook one of these days. Nah, Seven- it's a losing Thanks. proposition. <laughs> 725 on KLIN. Want today's top news stories?
0: Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to oh, you. Yeah.
1: Alright, let's get it started
0: with... Number 5.
3: I did not realize that this was somewhat of an international holiday, National Groundhog Day. February 2nd, asks a question. Will Punxsutawney Phil see his shadow or not? Well, he did. Six more weeks of winter. The day is celebrated in both the U.S. and Canada. Can you believe that? No, I... The groundhog awakens from his nap for a nice welcome break during the winter to see if he can see his shadow. And he did. He did. So... We're we're waiting to hear what Unadilla Billy... Well was just, that was supposed to be out a few minutes ago and social media is not
1: very Yeah there's nothing well. yet there's not there's I just checked there's nothing yet on it we'll keep an eye on on that but you know if Pakistani Phil is right six more weeks of us living in this winter hellscape <laughs> I don't know that I have it in me <laughs>
3: trouble is they're gonna, they're going to get their 6 weeks of winter this I, afternoon and tonight.
1: I I I say as I sit in my cargo shorts and Hawaiian shirt sipping my breakfast margarita listening to Jimmy Buffett during the breaks. Yeah, you know, yeah, again, Mark, we said this just a little while ago. Normally I spend the entire uh, winter you know, being and moaning about the weather. People get tired of me doing that. I get it. That's fair. That's fair. And this year, I'm a whole new person. I'm a completely whole new person. And normally I get to this point at Groundhog's Day and I'm like, oh, just do the, just say you didn't see a shadow. I know it's not going to change anything. It'll just make me feel a little better about how things are going. I don't need that this year. I don't need, You know what I do? I do it the old fashioned way. I look at the forecast and that makes me happy. And yeah, you're right. A couple of days here, cold, two days at a
3: time, fine. By the way, the tradition of predicting the length of the remaining winter intertwined with the Christian holiday Candlemas Candlemas. Really? really? Clergy would bless candles symbolizing the light of the world to give the, to their congregations Another tradition associated with the day is eating crepes Crepes? Yep Germans practiced the art of predicting the winter with a hedgehog. When they arrived in the U.S., they settled in the hills of Pennsylvania, and the groundhog then became their official predictor. I been... Tony Phil at Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney. I
2: will break your arm if you don't say I love crepes. This is. Can we gonna- just say I love little pancakes? No, that no. seems like a pretty good compromise.
1: That's a like, good. That's a good. That's a good movie <laughs> callback there. you going to sound like I'm saying this is a joke. I've been. Big time into crepes lately. Yeah? Yeah, I do, you know. So you would say you love crepes? I, I, I really love crepes. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I thought you said the word German from, uh, isn't that a French well, the, thing? Well, the crepes are.
3: The Germans brought the, the hedgehog idea.
1: Oh, okay. I've been, doing, I've been doing the uh, low-carb thing, and I found these little, like, uh, zero-net-carb crepes, and I'm, just, I'm, eating, I'm eating the heck out of them. They're good. They're nice up for, like, a tortilla or even, like, a, you know, a pancake-type thing. All right. But I found out the problem with them is uh, if I don't get the bags sealed up, are you listening, Debbie? If I don't get the bag sealed up, <laughs> man, do they smell up that fridge. Holy moly. We've been spending three days trying to figure out what smells it up. Like for a while we thought somebody dropped like a piece of raw chicken down the <laughs> down the vent or
2: something and I've got a shop back in there trying to suck everything up. Turns out it was just these uh these crepe things that I bought. Do you not put use like the put little arm and hammer things in your fridge? Okay, so that's I'm glad you asked. Typically, yes, but I have been on a
1: cleaning. You ask my wife. I am a changed man. I am obsessed now with cleaning stuff out and getting rid of stuff that is old or unused. It is a freeing thing that I have discovered in my mid-age years. I love getting rid of stuff that isn't being used. I love getting rid of clutter. So I do about once now a month. I go through the kitchen, I go to the fridge, I go through the Lazy Susan, I go through everything, and get rid of everything that's expired, That is never that I know is never going to be used. And one, one. of those things happened to be all of our baking powder, which my wife said, well, I put something in to fix this, but you threw out all the baking powder. <laughs> and I was like, sorry for being so such
3: a great, organized husband. You say one thing to Lisa about cleaning stuff out, and I'm done with you.
1: <laughs> Listen... L- 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 at least you should have a conversation about Megan about what an amazing husband I've you been right now. And you can do it, too, with
2: my six-week course. Can we also talk about how disrespectful we are with naming kitchen, like, areas? like Lazy what, Susan? What, what made Susan so
1: lazy? I'm sure, Mark, you, I, you don't have the background story on that one? That wasn't a, nope.
3: some Okay. All I know is that <laughs> I switched all the labels on our... On our uh, spices, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Seriously,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna have some cinnamon toast. This tastes like cumin. What is happening? Yeah, my times are <laughs> coming. Jeez. Cumin. All right. Uh, so, so, By the way, the first time I did this, when I really hadn't done it for a long time, I found some canned food that expired prior to my daughter's birth, which is always a concern. <laughs> you did get that. My time's a human. Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, I just... I, I mean, I found it moderately funny, but I wanted to say my thing, too.
3: <laughs> Number four.
2: <laughs>
1: Please keep reading. Sorry, it was very funny. It was a good one.
3: Upcoming trial of- <laughs> Jeff Fortenberry could be delayed until March 15th based on recently filed court documents. The nine-term report A Nebraska Republican scheduled for trial the 15th of this month in Los Angeles. Prosecutors filed a motion to postpone it. Citing the spread of the Omicron variant of the coronavirus in uh, court documents, prosecutors say Fortenberry's attorney represented that they don't have a conflict with the proposed March 15th trial day. Prosecutors have accused Fortenberry of misleading federal authorities, investigating an illegal contribution to his campaign from a foreign national back in 2016. He's pled not guilty. Or as AP says, he's pleaded. Not yeah,
1: fair. it's interchangeable. I found out when I was practicing law, which always felt weird to me. But uh, listen, there. If you're the defense team right now, your mission: get this thing tried as early as possible. And if that means in LA in March, yeah, maybe that's your best bet at this point to have the whole scenario play out where you have the trial in March. Okay goes a couple of weeks, get a verdict, you're acquitted, and then all of a sudden you spend all of April, all of April touring District 1 and saying, I was wrongly prosecuted, they tried to bring me down, but they couldn't, and now I'm here to bring them down. Or something like that. I mean, I'm not writing his speeches or anything. <laughs> but that's the that's the dream scenario here for uh, Fort Mary. And then raising just gobs of money on it. Well, that would bring in a lot of money. Think
3: so? If if he can make the wrongly prosecuted argument stick.
1: So a lot of people have already donated, as you talked about yesterday. A lot of money is already out there in
3: that race. Yeah, but there's another big guy sleep. with a lot more money that who feels he's being wrongly prosecuted or blamed.
7: Who suggested
1: that maybe that would be the route that you need to go with this whole thing? Uh, you did
3: Just 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 saying. saying. Just saying,
1: the joint Herbster Fortenberry Trump rally would not shock me. April of 2022. Heartland Events Center. That's my guess. That's my guess.
3: Number three. Well, I'm going to just leave it at this. An ugly win is a win, and an ugly loss is a loss. You guys <laughs> take it from there. That's a
2: good uh, way to put you know it. know Yeah. I think that's a good way to sum that up. I, I don't know i to call it ugly loss. Just
1: typically heartbreaking with every ingredient that you're used to, from getting you emotionally involved when you didn't intend to, to giant scoring droughts, to inexplicably terrible bad calls by Big Ten officiating, Uh, It was all there. It was all there, and then a final two minutes, that couldn't have gone much worse with the whole thing for the men. The women did not look like the team that we've been watching all year, but nonetheless, they scratched and clawed and got a win. And was it just me? You were covering the women's game last night. Was did Amy Williams use her personnel really differently last night than she has a lot of the rest of the year? Is, it, is that because a short rest or no?
2: It was. It didn't seem like it was used a whole lot different. What seemed to be the biggest impact on the game was Nebraska just could not hit the broadside of a barn from outside, and Rutgers as they game plan and wanted to do, really sagged off and took away a lot of opportunities in the paint, so you couldn't get a lot of post touches, and if you're not hitting shots from outside, Rutgers doesn't have to come out and guard you. Yeah. Yep. So it was just an ugly game, no flow, not a lot of in transition. Um, third quarter, really, really ugly. Nebraska had seven of their 15 turnovers up to that point, just in the third, and it was, the, it was a very ugly game to watch as I was sitting there going, This is not the same team we've watched the rest of the year, but they're still winning. Right. Right. (laughs) And at the end of the day, that's what you want—you go get a win. Whereas Nebraska men looked as good as they have all year, and then just can't quite do enough. (sighs) Tale of two programs right now. By the way, give me that uh, Markowski stat line again for us. Sixteen points, fifteen rebounds. (laughs) Four. And he missed a bunch of threes too. And and here's the thing. Sixteen points, fifteen rebounds for Rutgers, doing everything they can or everything they could last night to take her out.
1: Was it you who were telling me when you when you were watching her at the state tournament? Somebody was arguing
2: with you. I found she, the tweets. I found you the found tweets the that people were telling
1: you that she couldn't do this against Big Ten competition. Yes, what she was doing in the state tournament, putting up forty points a game or whatever it was.
2: Yes, just a double double machine. They were saying she could not do that against Big Ten competition.
1: Well. One half of one season through her
2: career,
1: she is, pretty clearly. So, uh, anyway, uh, good to see them uh, win again, and uh, hopefully they keep going.
3: Number two. Let's do a 2A real quick. Uh, Andy Ringsmith says, southbound 27th and 0, a stalled car. Looks
1: like it's uh, just south of O Street. So it's a picture of a
3: bad place. Oh,
1: very, very bad yeah, I didn't. Twenty 27th and No did not make my top five worst intersections list, but it probably should have been on the honorable mention list.
3: ABC News suspended The View host Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks late yesterday. One day after she drew backlash for saying the Holocaust was not about race, ABC News President Kim Goodwin called her comments wrong and hurtful. She I said Whoopi has apologized, but I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the effect of her comments. Our ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, family, and communities. On Tuesday's show, Goldberg said, quote, words matter and mine are no exception. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected, end quote. It was noted uh, on uh, another network that she should have known better because her given name, well, yeah, Karen, that was... Karen Johnson, I believe or Karen Larson. Okay,
1: and she adopted Goldberg as a last name. Yeah, i wondered about that. And uh, first of all, you always have to be skeptical about people with fake names. They're uh, they're hiding something. <laughs> there is just they. I don't like them. But uh, but no. In all in all seriousness, um, what she said was, I mean, I think students of history, she, she was using a concept of race in just thinking about. Color of skin in America in 2022, essentially, right? Yeah. It, it, uh, that's not what you know. It was. It, it, it certainly was um, about race and. Well, it's, you know, you, a stated fact. Yeah, the, it, the
3: Nazis it, felt Jews. It, it wasn't a even not, it, race,
1: and in, in fact, it didn't matter your religion. It wasn't about religion or or anything no. like that. And she, but on the other, so that said, I think she also was mistaken, and I don't think you know and i think i've said things that i have been mistaken about as well and i don't know that this is straight you know she's taking a break i guess i do think i i do think the incredible need to take swift backlash against people who are imperfect about what they say on important matters is out of control you call it cancel culture whatever i think it does i think it doesn't foster any sort of healthy discussion and learning um Anywhere with this thing, um, and so I guess it's just a break. But still, you know, nonetheless, she, you know, she said the right thing afterwards. I was wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I, 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 stand corrected on these things. And you know, whatever. I don't watch the view either, though. So, but it, goes, it,
3: it does show you how far the the uh, dialogue has gone. Uh, when when we talk about race in this country, it's gone to the point of we're just really referring. To color, in in the in the general vernacular. I
1: mean, that's what she was. Yeah, that's yeah. what. That, yeah, that is absolutely. That's that's what that, that the sort of concept. Well, I don't. I better not get too far into this either. No. You know, you know, same, She said what I she think.
3: said. She apologized. She's
1: off for two weeks. Yep. There, there you go. All right, and I I wouldn't have known it otherwise. I'll say that. Number one. We
3: now know the list of nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022. Bella Cootie, Judas Priest, Kate Bush, Dolly Parton. Mm, I think that's her first nomination. Debo, Lionel Richie, Pat Benatar, not Pet. Pat. Pat, I'm oh, sorry. That's right. I misspelled that. Rage Against the Machine, The Eurythmics, A Tribe Called Quest, Carly Simon, Dionne Warwick, New York Dolls. This one surprised me. Eminem. It's his first year eligible. Beck. Duran Duran, well, that I kind of expected that one sometime soon. An MC5,
5: yeah.
1: So, um, if it were me, if it were me, and this isn't necessarily my personal preferences, but I think who probably should get in and would deserve to get in, I would go uh, Judas Priest, Kate Bush, Dolly Parton. I think I put Pat Benatar in first, Pat Benatar, uh, and then I would go. I'd probably, I would go Tribe Called Quest because you start to put those hip hop groups that are in yeah, there and they've been. I know what people are. And then, Dion, and then you got to have Deon Warwick. Deon Warwick, think. yeah. Deon uh, Warwick and Burt Bacharach back in the day. Listen to some of that stuff. It's so good. Before she was doing all the psychic hotline stuff. Oh, man. That's what friends are for. My dad had that LP. Oh, that song, Stevie's harmonica, and then that moment Elton John comes in. Oh, good times, and for bad. T-. Oh my gosh, I can't get enough of that song. That's my song for Request Line Friday.
3: I think Lionel Richie and the Eurythmics also uh, should have some higher consideration. I
1: don't know. I think that's Richie's first nomination.
3: It's still uh, this I mean, whole He's he
1: pretty. Uh, and then, by, like, you uh, punk fans, New York Dolls and MC5, I bet one of them will get into that's a the whole punk underground thing. There, yeah, I know. I, I don't know. A, I don't, I'll, admittedly, I know a lot about music, but not much. Just get their own home. Steven says he's never get heard of Kate Rocky Bush. Roller. A lot of Americans haven't heard of Kate Bush. Everyone in, in, in Britain has. There wouldn't be a uh, there wouldn't be like. Sarah McLaughlin and and this might not matter much to you, but the whole Lila Fair thing wouldn't happen without Kate Bush, so she was kind of the forerunner of all that. All right, seven fifty five, take a break. LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN.
0: KLIN. All
1: right, welcome back on a Wednesday morning, Groundhog Day. Puck's Tony Phil did, by the way, see his shadow, so. Apparently that means more uh, 57 degree days in Lincoln for the next six weeks, which we will uh, will continue to take. Uh, but right now it is time to uh, time to turn to the Lincoln Symphony Orchestra. One of my favorite times, a chance to get uh, uh, an opportunity to talk to uh, not only Ed and the folks of the orchestra, but some of the musicians that they're working with, uh, some of which you, you probably know. And so I want to welcome today uh, joining us via Zoom. First of all, Maestro Ed policek Ed, good morning. Good morning How are you doing today.
7: Good morning, good morning, good morning. How fabulous to be back here in the great state of Nebraska. I'm glad you're here again. I know, listen, normally
1: you come on this time of year and you rave about how you like that cold, crappy, icy weather. Well,
7: (laughs) sorry, sorry, not this year, Ed. I know I'm missing it actually. Although it got a little chilly last yeah, night. Yeah, there
1: you go. That's for you. You come into town and we get that going for you. I'll get my cargo Thank shorts you. on next week again. Uh, yeah,
7: okay. And uh, you know
1: I I, I can introduce him, but I want I want you to uh, to introduce uh, Anton and, and Rita for us. They're going to be uh, special performers here. Uh, Anton's been on our show uh, before many times, but Ed, Ed go I'm ahead. And tell us tell us who our, who our guests are today.
7: Well, they're two of my favorite people in the whole world, and, of course, two of the greatest musicians that I've ever had the The great privilege and pleasure of working with. Anton Miller, of course, is our concertmaster for Lincoln's Symphony Orchestra, and uh, his wife, Rita Porphyris, they, they together make up the uh, Miller-Porphyris duo. Um, is going to be joining us we had to redo the the repertoire for this program because of what's going on with the risk dial here in lincoln and all and sometimes out of adversity of uh, you know we wanted to have a big orchestra on stage and all well we had to just kind of backpedal with all that kind of stuff and uh... we actually then hit upon a, a tremendous blessings of a fabulous fabulous program and it brought Rita along with Anton into town so that we're going to have just one heck of a party on friday night i'm telling you it's a fabulous program so welcome anton and rita yeah welcome welcome
5: thanks so much for joining us guys it's great to be here so great to be here and i I just want to say yeah we had to pivot but it's you know it's i won on that one i got my wife out here and we're (laughs) we're, we're gonna have a great time on stage i was supposed to be here alone and do it all by myself and now i've got a partner doing it with me so I, I planned that one out really, really, really well. The very,
1: very, very good, Anton. It's, it's. I mean, no offense. It's much more exciting than when it's just you. I'm just. I'm, exactly. Be I mean, look. You know, it's great to have her here. I
5: love it. <laughs> By Fabulous. the way,
1: can, I, I want to pay you guys a compliment real quickly, and I want to go back to what was it, March of 2020 ish, or, or something, something like that. And I know you. I think you guys and Ed, you did some live streaming of of music together. Uh, all, yes. All three of you, I recall. I remember sitting on one of those days. When there was that one night, there was nothing to do, there was nowhere to go, and I turned on, I turned on that live stream because there was just nothing was going on, and I still remember that night and just how cool it was to see you guys making me because there was nothing i i think we almost kind of forget it now but that night will be one of those moments i remember from those early months of of 2020 it was cool just to see you all together in the home that was great
7: well that that was in my, actually from my living room in baltimore that's and right we had the best time uh anton and rita came down from uh, connecticut and we just we rehearsed and we had a great time um and, and in fact in in our Pivoting and changing in the repertoire, we're going to actually do that same piece, the Bach, what's commonly known as the Bach Double Violin Concerto, Um, but now we're changing. It's the Bach Double String Concerto because Rita is... Uh, although she can play violin like nobody's business, she's really, um, she plays the big girl's violin. She's a violist. And uh, we we just, we, she's done a version so that it's violin, viola, and orchestra, string orchestra together. So instead of my being at the piano, being the orchestra, now I'm going to be at the harpsichord conducting. And Rita and uh, Anton will be out in front of the stage as soloists. Rita, let, let me say this.
1: I've got an 11-year-old daughter who's listening. Listening right now, who picked the viola instead of the violin? And there are not very many of the violas in the. Uh, there's a lot of violins, not a little violas. Rita, she is going to be thrilled to hear you uh, speak today. I think she's probably listening.
6: Uh-huh. It shows her good judgment, for sure. I mean, the viola, like you know, is far superior than those tiny little scratchy high things that, that you people play. You know? did, 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 I say, did I say something about being happy that I brought my wife off? What, am I crazy? Did I, like
1: she, I like how she called you, you people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let, let, let me ask you this before we get into the pro. This is cause it, it's fascinating, and, and uh, I've, I've met Anton a, a lot of times, but I'm curious, Anton Arita, what you think. But both of you so deeply in, involved in loving and making a career of music. How does that? How is that good for for your marriage? And when does that make it hard for a you know? Because a lot, I'm married to someone who's very opposite of me, and we've kind of got very different interests and career paths and those sorts of things. How does it play itself out in real life?
6: I think, no, actually, all you know, joking aside, I think it's great. You know, there's there are times. There are certainly times actually, it, maybe it means that, you know, we get our, our little arguments and disagreements out in rehearsal, and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, but we don't argue the rest of the time. It's just what we're
4: rehearsing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, that's it's, it's, like, it's, like it's
5: our alter ego. Yeah, or right.
1: <laughs> yeah maybe, uh, maybe couples all need some kind of an exercise like <laughs> yeah. that, right? To right. Just uh, the airing of the grievances through a rehearsal of something, and, <laughs> right. and, then, and then the rest can be good. Um, uh, Anton, tell me about tell me about what you're going to be playing and and uh, what people can expect here on the show coming up Friday night.
5: It's, it's really cool. I mean, that, that's the thing, like, like Ed was saying, we, we you know out of adversity um, comes something that's really special. And I was going to play Glasnov, which is a great concerto, and I'm sure we're going to reprogram it, and so we'll do it at a later time, which is, you know, totally fabulous. But we, we've found a piece, actually Rita found a piece um, that we're going to do that, that hasn't been done very much. It was written about, I think, 10 years ago or so. Um, and it's for the same uh, instrumentation as the Bach double that we're playing. So it's violin, viola, and harpsichord and orchestra. And it's it's magnificent, it's, it's really fun. It's, and, and it's the perfect piece to pair with the Bach double. It's like a hoedown, um, and yeah, it's got a really... really. Yeah, it's it's so cool. And then there's like a, a slow movement that's just gorgeous. Well, I
6: want to I say about the slow movement, though, you know, so the, the composer Kenji Bunch, um, he went to school with us at Juilliard, and he, but he was one of those guys that, you know, in his spare time, you wouldn't find him in the practice room, you'd find him down in the cafes of, of uh, Greenwich Village playing the mandolin, because <laughs> he was interested, in, you know, in all kinds of music. So really? I swear, cool. we were rehearsing the second movement, and I was like, this is a song. This is some song I know. And I woke up the next morning singing the song, and I and Anton found it, and it's a wham song that George Michael sings. I don't know. I haven't confirmed it <laughs> with Kenji yet. I'm a little afraid wait, to maybe. Wait, was, he Careless, was he playing Careless?
5: Was he playing Careless Whisper?
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, for everybody to come to the concert and find out, but I tell you, I was like, it's totally it. I started playing it on top of the song. I'm like, well, this is it.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, That's great. Hey, uh, Rita, let me ask you this. I mean, I uh, and, and again, I, I do have a daughter that plays. Viola, but you know you have the you have the violin soloist so often combining the violin and the viola together in this format, kind of out front like this. Uh, what what does that do? What is the kind of in- instrumentation? Uh, you know, is there a leader? Is it not? How does it change the roles of the violin and viola typically from what you uh, hear in the orchestra? I
6: think it actually, ironically or maybe appropriately, it's like a merit.
7: You know, there's a lot of give and take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, <laughs> It's like chamber music on a really large scale, and and there's not one uh, soloist who is more important than the other. They're they're totally equals, and um, what I love about this kind of pairing with the violin and viola is that you really, the the, the listener really begins to hear the difference between the instruments, so that you're not saying, gosh, is that the violin or is that the viola? You say wow what a sound and the color and the and the mood and the projection of the sound and all that all that changes when you add that and that's why the viola is it's a, it's in so many ways it's really an underrated uh, uh, instrument because it's it's one of the least of the well maybe the double bass might fall into that category but it's one of the least of the string instruments that gets a lot of the the major solo repertoire or let's say the one that that gets the most kind of playing and but when you put them together they are just. I mean, it's it's a spectacular pairing. Yeah,
1: and and that's interesting, reader, because you know I don't, I don't. When my daughter said she wanted to play the viola, I, I just didn't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a layman to some degree with the orchestra stuff, despite Ed educating me here for a decade or so on these things. <laughs> but which take that for what it's worth. But anyway,
7: but anyway, two you know, decades, by the way. Two, yeah, yeah,
1: it has. Cheese, it has been. It has been we, wow, we are old, especially you. But anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 always, I always, when she started doing that, I was like, "So are they kind of the the backup, the harmony for the viol- violin in the in the orchestra? What is the? I mean, I don't. Is there an inferiority complex that sort of thing? What is the kind of that world for people who aren't in it?
6: Well, you know, if you're asking what's the difference between the violin and the viola, the difference is that the viola burns longer in most in pieces that we really truly love the viola the role of the viola is actually equal or maybe even more than equal you know oftentimes i play higher than the violin i take the lead just as much if not more often and certainly if i'm arranging the music because we've got a little surprise on the program there and uh, I'm arranging. I arranged some of the music on this program, and I give myself the solo a lot more times. <laughs> <the violin.
4: laughs> it's
5: so true. <laughs> hey, I look hey, at
6: her arrangements, and I'm like, wait a minute, where's the violin part?
5: Anton, it's a perk of doing all the hard work. I mean, come on, she, <laughs> you, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, and, and the thing is, it's funny because every, every instrument seems to have a uh, personality. Like the, the people that play those instruments have certain personalities, and I have to admit it. Violinists were high strung. We you know like we're not very um, community oriented, um, and and so like like as you go down in the string instruments, you have people they get more laid back. So for violinists, like we we don't have a violin society really. Like we don't talk to each other. There's a viola society, and they all get together, we and have they're convention. all friends. Yeah, they're have all convention. friends and everything. But but secretly, the violinists really love the viola C string because it's the lower string that we don't have. Oh. So we secretly want to have that. So we have viola envy, but we never admit it. So I'm not going to admit it after this. I'm never going to say that again. <laughs> <laughs>
4: everybody, you admitted
5: it. Everybody. Admitted
1: it. I'm imagining this continuum between uh, violin and double bass, and it's like uh, you know Papa Bear, Baby Bear, and then right in the middle, just right, is the viola. There we go. <laughs> <come. laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I'm already out of time. Uh, Rita, Anton, thanks so much. Ed, uh, Friday night, right here in uh, here at the Lead Center, right?
7: the center. You know, six forty-five. We already pre-recorded the concert chat, pre- uh, pre-concert chat. So, you know, come along. There's a Haydn Symphony there, and Anton's going to do a solo to open the concert. It is a truly fabulous and exciting, and just. Totally enjoyable program. Very totally. good. A- Anton, Rita, thanks so
1: much for your time. I appreciate thank you. it. Look thank forward you getting thank to getting to see you in person. Ed, we'll see you soon. Get back in studio here soon, Ed, all right?
7: Yeah, we'll do. Love you, man. All thanks, right, bye, you. everybody. Bye. bye. There
1: you go. Uh, that's uh, Rita Porfiris, Anton Miller, concert, concert master, and, of course, Ed Palachick. It's 24 We'll take a break. selling today with Jack and Friends.
0: K-L-I-N. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's old-timers day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John (sighs)
1: Bitcha. If I would have been thinking harder instead of not... Just in my emotions, I probably would have canceled this interview and done another What Chapter i had Wednesday segment, but I forgot to do that because I was too busy feeling sorry for myself last night. So, ladies and gentlemen, John Bishop.
9: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, why, why, would, why would you cancel? What what does last night's
1: result have to
9: do with me? Yeah,
1: I I don't know. I just don't want to talk to you. I just don't want to. I don't. Yeah, I'm because not, uh, you think I'm
9: happy. You think I'm. You think I'm. You think
1: I'm enthralled. Your team got my you- alma mater has a <laughs> horrible horrible basketball team. I don't no. know. I don't know. John, I don't know what to think anymore. And here's the thing and I have been doing a good job. I've kind of been I come on your show with you and and Josh uh weekly um on Mondays and and I've talked through this with you guys and kind of I laid out my plan with you guys and and clarified and it's helped me sort of stick to it when you tell someone else which is Just guard yourself from getting emotionally involved in these games, okay? I've been through it too many times. I know the result. And John, I fell off the wagon big time last night. Big. I saw that. I saw that. Um, And I and I was I
9: was. I'd like to say I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. I, I, you know, not to not to put you on the couch or anything, but I think there's a part of you that actually likes this. Now, hear me out, (laughs) because. Because you, there's there's something of this there's there's something self-mutilating about being able to remind folks of how many times you have been hurt like this and and you have been hurt like this. Many and of us. Are, are, it's not you just are me. a victim.
1: It's not about okay. me. Okay, it's about us. It's about a it, group but, of people. I, no, I,
9: no, this is about you. I can only put you on the couch. I can't put everybody on the couch. Sure I can, can only put you on the couch. This is about you. And 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 there's something there's like a perverse desire to express to the world how many times you have been kicked in the nether regions <laughs> and how badly it hurts. And, and, and you're right. I mean, this athletic department, particularly in two of its biggest sports, has, has an amazing way of finding new and creative ways to kick you in said nether regions. And last night was another one. I mean, I thought, wow, these guys are playing really good. And I was getting ready to go on my show today and say, man, does Michigan really suck this bad? Um, you know, and and how embarrassing must be it must it be for Michigan? And then, um, and then of course, you know, the end of the game happened. But that's another story. Uh, but but I was really hoping that you would stay off for a while. but I was too. I tried. But it's a drug. It's a drug you're
1: addicted. I, like I said, I, you know, and it's not that, uh, John, it's not that I love the the, the self-pity. It's not that I love. I mean, I would prefer the, I would, pre- no, listen, it's a, it's a, it's the only way I can deal with the losing. I would prefer the winning. I would prefer, once again, John, I did this again last night. I've done it. I mean, this isn't even an exaggeration. I've done it 20 times in the last year for various sporting events. Late in those sporting events, I start thinking, what a fun night I'm going to have reveling in a, in a victory, in one stinking, insignificant victory, like a football game against Iowa at the end of the year, right? Or a football game against Michigan. Or a, or a basketball game against North Carolina State. Just one night of modest celebration. And I start thinking it and picturing it, and a. <laughs>
9: <laughs> You're like Chris Farley. Right. I'm like JoJo, the idiot circus boy,
1: with my pretty yes. new pet. And the pet is apart. the sale and I catch it, and I love it. I love it. You're naughty. You're my naughty pet. And then I take that pet, and I go. <laughs> we,
9: we need to do this. We need to recreate that scene <laughs> with yeah. you. And instead, it's a stuffed. Kirby Husker using the number one index finger, not the OK sign. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you need to recreate that scene because that's exactly what like you do are. It. <laughs> Helen, you look
1: like a Helen. Let me tell you why I suck as a salesman. <laughs> Let's say I get into some guy's office. Let's see he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I get all nervous like JoJo the idiot Circus Boy, and then I go into that whole thing. Yep, I know it. I can do it by memory, John. It is oh, I know good. you can. I know oh, you, you can. Somebody needs to have
9: that movie memorized. <laughs> we need uh, to make yeah. one
1: of those things where you put my head on top of that, and then on the, the little bun he's tearing apart that it says, uh, a, a post-Nebraska victory celebration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I laugh so I don't cry. Uh,
9: no, I, know, I know you do. I know you do. And, and, <sighs> and that's the thing. I, I think whenever this win comes, and I still think it's going to happen, by the way, whenever this win comes, it's either going to be in the exact reverse of how all the losses have happened in that it'll be a game where Nebraska is trailing for 35 minutes and then, you know, just, you know, gets on a spastic shooting streak for the last four minutes of the game, or they're just going to blow somebody out where it's going to be like 40 points from halftime on, you know, it'll be one of those, but I, I, it will happen. It will happen. They will not go.
1: 0 and 20. Can, I promise you. Okay, but can I just ask, and this is a, a terrible thing for me to do, given, you know, the situation, but can I request that it be, like, be doing it, michigan that was i think honestly that was what put me in that mode again last like they might have beaten rutgers at home last weekend that was a close game key missed free throw but something about beating michigan at michigan would have meant took it to a new level i think that couldn't keep me emotionally uninvolved i don't i don't want it to be i mean that'd be great if they beat northwestern on saturday but i need it to be either against iowa or wisconsin Okay, I mean, I mean that's, the,
9: I mean, that's I, fair. That that, that will get chasers. me going. Again. Yeah. I mean, would you would you would you settle for a nice win over nerds at
1: Northwestern? Uh, I mean, I may I may have to, but uh, I mean, if we're gonna get the, if we're gonna get really something out of this, if I'm gonna get it for me, it it needs to be that Iowa game. Which, by the way, if I am I right in this, the last victory for Nebraska in Big Ten basketball was that Iowa game. No, that's not right. They had pens I'm thinking of two years ago. They went to Iowa. Yeah, yeah. They went to Iowa and then they went on a long, a long streak. But yeah. give me February 25 in Lincoln, eight o'clock Friday night. That just give me that. Give me that night. That's all. Okay. This is now. Here's the problem. Such are you a modest be request. Emotionally
9: invested? Are you going to be tuned oh, in or are you Iowa games? You like be, the Michigan game? No, Iowa
1: games. I'll be tuned. It, again, I think it had to do with the opponent last night. Iowa games will absolutely be too. Yeah, yeah. I I I can't can't avoid that. And same, you know, that game at Wisconsin I feel like is going to be a tough one. But I also my disdain for Wisconsin to basketball really rivals my disdain for Iowa. It is very close. I think Wisconsin might have the edge, to be honest. But really, yeah, no, I'm all sad, because I'm sad Brad sad Davison flops. and every, takes every It's the and... stuff. Yeah, the everything. I just everything about about Wisconsin basketball. Did you hear they have a they
9: have a Nebraska kid who plays for them? Have you heard? Yeah, about this? thanks. That's
1: helpful. All right. I was uh, just checking. By, you know. by the way, did you see a uh, Lincoln East quarterback just signed uh, North Alabama with Ryan Held? That's awesome. That yeah. is
9: awesome. I hope he has a great career. And, you know, like like with everything else, he'll probably parlay whatever success he has at North Alabama and end up at a F- <laughs> FBS school. <You> know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll he yeah, end up at yeah.
1: a Power 5 school. John, there's one in, in the, there's one in that state you might have heard of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be Whoa. the ultimate. There would be the ultimate groin kick, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh. oh what would be worse if he
9: if he was really good and ended up in Alabama or really good and ended up at Auburn and then beat Alabama oh, to get to the SEC?
1: Well, I'd, rather, I'd rather have that if it involves Alabama. There's a little bit of sweetness in uh, that one. Hey, I, I got to. Uh, okay, so I got to ask you about the Harbaugh thing. I'm sure you and Josh are going to spend a lot of time on this today, but Harbaugh looks like he's going to, uh, to Michigan, uh, or excuse me, to Minnesota from Michigan, the Minnesota Vikings from Michigan. Uh, like, are you, everybody sort of seemed like this was uh, going to happen this year. Was it odd to you that that was so kind of nonchalantly accepted by so many people that he was done after this year? Is it just, well, he had a shot this year, figure out he can't do it in college football, time to go back to the pro?
9: I, 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 it's hard to say with Harbaugh. You know, I, I, I really thought that he would he would try to build off of this success. You know, he finally, and and I know, he's never been a guy to stick around at one place for very long. But, and maybe maybe part of this is, you know, me thinking more in the in the Nebraska bubble, you know, thinking of Scott Frost and how much this job means to him and I thought, you know, Harbaugh was the same when it came to Michigan, but obviously there's some kind of a pull there. There's just something that in his in his ego that just feeds the I've got to do this. I've got to I've got to move on. Like a shark, just constantly in motion. And 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 because they beat Ohio State in the way they did and they went to the college football playoff, they won the Big Ten championship. It's like, well, my work here is done. Um, and now, you know, I'm going to go back to the NFL and show them because – and he was. He was very close. He had San Francisco on the brink of winning a Super Bowl yep. uh, against his brother a few years ago. So, um, you know, there's just something different that drives him versus, you know, and I keep going back to the Scott Frost analogy, but, you know, there's something that drives Harbaugh differently than what drives Scott Frost in terms of, you know, how he looks at his alma mater and how he wants to succeed or or, or coach at his alma mater, but uh, it, it, there was a part of me that uh, I, and I think this is bad. Uh, for the Big Ten, for college football, I think this is bad because you needed somebody to counterbalance Ohio State naturally. We would all love it to be in Nebraska, um, but Somebody needed to step up, and, and especially for that rivalry, because it's such a special rivalry in college sports and all of sports, for that matter. Just to have somebody, you know, to, 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 to stand up to the bully and and show them who's boss. And it's just better for the game. I think Harbaugh's personality is better for the game. It's better for the league. Uh, and, you know, going back to the pros is fine. Um, it'll be fun to watch the Mike Schaefer's of the world twisting in the wind. <laughs> Man, I miss Vikings
1: talk with our, uh, our friends uh, Joe Scar and Tom Stevens in the yes, basement of broadcast. Yes, Man, talk. we need an episode of Vikings talk today. Wow. Uh, we probably do. It's an emergency
9: episode. <laughs> now, hey, if Harbaugh can be the guy to deliver Minnesota their long-awaited Super Bowl, um, uh, that, that would be a heck of a story. Um, I, I don't think, from a Minnesota perspective, it's a bad hire. Nope. I like Harbaugh as a coach. I think he's a really good
1: coach, and maybe better
9: in the pros. Yeah, and he might be better in the pros. But I, from from a selfish perspective. From a Big Ten perspective, from a college football perspective,
1: I don't like it because I think Harbaugh is better for the college game. Do you want okay? Do you want to hear a weird what if that, that I always go back to? This is a, a bizarre, and I don't think many people ever talk about this. But you mentioned that Harbaugh versus Harbaugh Super Bowl in what 2012? Mm-hmm. Uh, 2012, The game was in twenty thirteen, I think. On on that, if you go back and watch that last pro, that drive, Forty Nine ers remember had a play where they could have um, could have won that game uh, if they they had uh, they gotten a touchdown uh, or scored at the end. Randy Moss was open uh, in the end zone. Randy Moss played for the 49ers then, which I think people forget. God, I'd forgotten about that. If Colin Kaepernick hits Randy Moss with that touchdown and wins the Super Bowl, how many things does that change in this world? Boy. (laughs) I mean, on about 20 different different levels.
9: Oh, incredibly different Uh, everywhere. I mean, who knows what happens to Harbaugh. Obviously, we you know we all know you know what what went came about with Colin Kaepernick and how much differently his life would have been and because yeah. because you do you 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 move to a different stratosphere after you win a Super Bowl you know we saw it with Tom Brady right right I mean, Tom Brady was you know he was he was just another guy but he wins that first Super Bowl and all of a sudden people see him in a different light and then of course he took himself to even higher levels but yeah you win a Super Bowl it just it puts you in a whole new world and. Yeah, that would have been something else, and and, and certainly, I, I don't know if Jim Harbaugh ever ends up at Michigan after that. Yeah, It's uh, hard to say. He probably does, because I think it was destined at some point that he would come back. But, man, that, that, if, if this does take place, Viking fans who have been Husker Viking fan who is not a fan of
1: Harbaugh is going to be very torn. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, okay, lightning round on Michigan replacements. Just quick, quick reaction. Uh, Josh Gaddis, Michigan offensive coordinator. Some people just think this is maybe the most likely they just stay in house given the timing. What do you think of that?
9: Well, yeah, the timing of it all. I mean, I don't know what kind of a national search they're going to be able to conduct and who's going to be out there.
1: Um, you know, uh, I got, you know uh, yeah. I got, okay, I got some other names then for you Matt Rule, Panthers coach. He's getting fired next year anyway. Uh, why not go do that?
9: That's actually that's actually not a crazy idea. It really isn't. And it depends on what Michigan's going to pay and you know what he's got, but that's that's not out of bounds.
1: Bill O'Brien.
9: I think Bill O'Brien's going to end up um, it with the uh, with the Patriots to to work under uh, Belichick oh, okay. and maybe be in line to take over that gig when when Belichick oh, okay. finally retires. But listen, I. I thought if Nebraska made a move, that Bill O'Brien should have been one of the first contacts and for then, Nebraska.
1: And then you know who else is going to come up? Matt Campbell and P.J. Fleck.
9: Matt Campbell's going to come up for every job opening. Yep. He's going to be, I'm trying to think, who's the, who's the analogy? Well, he,
1: he, he's kind of like the Gruden. Yeah,
9: Gruden, Gruden came up, always for every, came up every job that up, yeah. was out there, whether yep. it, was
1: the, it was a plausible scenario or not. Uh, yeah, man! I, wow, we could really get that coaching carousel going again if they did one of those two, though, man. Oh,
9: absolutely! Because that the, the 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 butterfly effect there would be yep. would be out of out of bounds. But it'd be interesting to see. You know, maybe he'll change his mind. Maybe he will end up staying at Michigan. But I kind of doubt it. It kind of looks like that train has left the station.
1: All right, hey, uh, got to run. Uh, look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about this, and uh, we'll check in with you next week. All right, I'll probably uh, be sad again. Oh, that's all right. Right. You that's, know, that's where micro zone. Life All right. Uh, thanks, John. Have a good one. Get it. Here you go, John Bishop, host of 1620 The Zones. Unsportsmanlike zone, conduct on our sister station. We'll take a break. wrap it up with this on KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of nitro cold brew coffee
0: from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. We're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right, wrapping up things 11 degrees right now in the Capital City tomorrow on the show. Generation Collaboration gets back. Can the boomers get off the schneid and get their first win? Do I take the lead with the most wins with Gen X? Does Caleb improve his 1-2 and two record overall? Do we get our first Gen Z participant? We'll see we got a plethora of prizes on I think we got Husker basketball tickets, we got Girl Scout cookies. We got a lot of Girl I think we, Scout we might have some Lincoln Symphony tickets. We're we're gonna be throwing out prizes like crazy. And just another heads up, Request Line Friday. Okay? It's it's uh, open no genre this week. Your choice. You call it, okay? Plus Senator Deb Fisher joins us on Friday as well. So pack line up the next two days. Look forward to talking to you then. Have a great day, everybody. Nine o'clock. K L I N Lincoln.